I'm Hayley Brady and head our UK media and digital team here at Herbert Smith Brehills. And as we wait to see definitively if and when there will be an agreed trade deal between the EU and UK to be put in place before the end of the transition on the 31st of December, I'm going to talk briefly about the impact of Brexit on media and entertainment regulation within the UK. The recording of this is available in two formats, one where you will be able to see the slides and the other is just the audio recording. I will therefore try to make this make sense without the slides. The UK's media and entertainment industries, uh, certainly pre-COVID, um, were booming. Various factors have helped the UK become a real hub for TV and film production. Uh, the UK is also home, as many of you all know, to some of the world's best creatives, producers, distributors, platforms and broadcasters. Um, it goes without saying that Brexit will have at least a part or partial impact on this sector. Uh, from a regulatory perspective, many of you will know that the Audiovisual Media Services Directive establishes the regulatory framework for broadcasters and providers of audiovisual content across the EU. In the last few years, we've seen Audiovisual Media Services Directive or the AVMS Directive being reformed including an extension of the regulatory regime to video service providers, um, something that has not been contained in the AVMS directive previously, and also some changes to the quotas. EU member states had until the 19th of September this year to implement the new AVMS directive into local law. However, I think all of them have missed that deadline. Uh, the UK has made it clear that it will align national law with the updated AVMS directive, at least in part, and this is regardless of whether the UK is legally obliged to do so. Ironically, it seems that the UK is the best prepared of all EU member states for implementation and the UK regulations are expected to be brought into force in autumn this year. However, Brexit will mean that the country of origin principle, which is part of the Audiovisual Media Services Directive, will no longer apply to services under UK jurisdiction. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, the Audiovisual Media Services Directive contains a principle that a broadcaster licensed and regulated in one member state is free to transmit into all others without the additional licenses or regulatory compliance. So the so-called country of origin principle. However, after the 1st of January, the European Convention on Transfrontier Television, uh, the ECTT framework, uh, which 20 EU countries have signed up for, including the UK, um, will still apply. So although we won't have the Audiovisual Media Services Directive country of origin principle applying to services under the UK jurisdiction, we will have the ECTT framework. What this means is then that from the 1st of January, the country of origin principle will continue to operate under the ECTT, the ECTT. However, this will not cover video on demand services and it will not extend to EU members who have not signed up to the convention. And we will see a, a new country of destination principle applying to broadcast services that are originating from countries which are not signatories to the ECTT. Um, separately to that, we also have the content portability regulations that were introduced a few years ago, 
Um, these are affected in the UK by Brexit. The EU portability regulations basically allow consumers across the EEA to access their online content services, such as Netflix and Amazon Prime, as if they are in their home state when they travel within the EEA. EU portability regulations will sadly, for those of us in the UK, cease to apply to UK to EEA travel um, following the 1st of January. So a UK consumer visiting the EEA and an EEA consumer visiting the UK is likely to see restrictions to the content that is ordinarily available to them in their home state when they travel. The UK, as we know, has strength and depth across all of the media and entertainment industry. Um, and as I said at the start, it does have access to some of the best creative talent, as well as leading financial, legal and professional services. So it seems unlikely that any other EU centre will necessarily challenge this in the short term. Um, however, as I've mentioned above, there is clearly scope for loss of some elements or changes in the industry, in particular around cross-border broadcasting. So it remains to be seen exactly um, the impacts that, that will be have that will be had, but hopefully that's a short overview of um, some of the changes. For further information on media and entertainment, we have a section on our Beyond Brexit Legal Guide, which is available on our website. Also note that you can subscribe to our Brexit Notes blog to keep up to date with our latest external materials. Thank you very much for listening.